Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. We're so glad you could join us. Coming up, we're going to talk some uh, high school football with Paul Condry, some baseball with Brendan King, and get ready for tomorrow's matchup with the Colts and the Jaguars. Right now, though, he is the man. He's the star of the show. It's Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach Lovell. It's a pleasure to be with you and Brad Huber tonight. We're about 90 minutes into the show. We've got 60 more minutes. And as we were just talking about, Coach, to conclude the 10 o'clock hour, the Indianapolis Colts, they start their season tomorrow afternoon against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It'll be the start of the Anthony Richardson and Shane Steichen pairing slash era in Indianapolis, the Colts' first-year head coach. Previews the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just looking at their defense, I think it starts on the outside with Walker and Allen, uh, really good players. Um, Campbell, the corner, is really good. And then Williams on the other side of them is good. And then the nickel Herndon's good player. And Cisco uh, and Jenkins on the back end. And then they got solid linebackers inside with Lloyd. And they're stout up front. It's going to be a heck of a challenge week one. They've been playing together. Obviously, it's year two in the system for them. So we got to be ready to go. And then offensively, just with Trevor Lawrence, he gets the ball out of his hands quick. He's going into year three, playing at a high level. They got big-time playmakers on the outside with Jones and Christian Kirk and obviously getting Ridley is a big piece of that and then the backs one ETN and four uh, they're good runners and then 17 Ingram the tight end he's explosive I mean when he gets the hands the ball in his hands uh, he can make a lot of plays so we got to limit the explosive against these guys uh, and we just got to be on it you talked about Trevor Lawrence in that clip to the head coach and Shane Steichen. Let's get the defensive coordinator's perspective and Gus Bradley. Uh, you know what? Um, I think that, you know, we played him first time in the you know last season and he made really good decisions. He got the ball out quick, you know, took what the defense gave him. And uh, I think now you're seeing him grow where he's more you know, confident in what they're asking of him. He may, he still makes very good decisions. I mean, he's really strong, uh, can make any throw. Um, you know, we were talking about that before because there were some unknowns a little bit from us last year playing him. And and now there's a lot of knowns. You, you know what he can do. He has shown the capabilities of bringing a team back, you know, in games. And, uh, you know, he just plays with a lot of poise right now. One unknown on the Colts side of things is how will Anthony Richardson look and what will the Colts do with him and his first week in the NFL. Yeah, without diving too far into it, right, we want to do stuff that he's good at, stuff that we got reps at, you know, through training camp. Um, and then we go from there. Obviously, there's a lot of intricacies into a game plan each and every week. You know, there's different front structures, different coverages. Uh, and you got to study your tail off and make sure you're prepared and ready to go. It starts with us as coaches, you know, helping them get there. Um, but I like where he's at right now. And we got a lot of work this week coming up. Tomorrow's game will not be the first time that Shane Steichen has called a game as an offense coordinator but it will be the first time that he's called a game while being a head coach just trust your preparation that's this that's how i look at it um obviously you got the tune-up games like we talked about in the preseason but just trust your preparation go out there have fun be you 
you know, call the game like, you know, I've been calling them for a couple years. Uh, and then obviously the flip side of that is being ready to go when the defense is up with challenge flags and all that stuff. But I'm looking forward to it. Kickoff tomorrow from Lucas Oil Stadium between the Colts and the Jaguars is set for 1 o'clock Eastern. High school football games today. Cathedral had to resume their game against Chittard because the lights went out where Cathedral was playing. 21-10 to 10 was the halftime score. Cathedral was up, and they lose 24-21 to Chittard. Fountain Central defeated Covington 43-6. Indian Creek defeated Galesburg of Illinois 35-14. South Vermilion tops North Vermilion in a game where the two teams combined to score 75 points, 40-35. In minor league baseball, the Fort Wayne Tin Caps defeat the Dayton Dragons 7-1. The Quad Cities River Bandits fall at the hands of the South Bend Cubs 5-2. And the Indianapolis Indians, they give up 13 runs. And their loss to the Toledo Munhens. The Indians score two. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. One of our favorites joins us, Brendan King, the voice of the South Bend Cubs. Cubs uh, tonight beat the Quad Cities 5-2. to two. Good for the good guys to pick up a W tonight. It's been a great week, Coach. Thanks for having me, as always. And uh, this is the last week of the season, Coach. Tomorrow is the final oh. day of the regular season. Oh. Uh, we no. are not playoff bound. So tomorrow we're going to play for everything. You know, that's it. So one more right. chance to go right. out there and have some fun. But, uh, yeah, Coach, it's been a good week. We've won four of the first five uh, earlier this week. Pretty crazy start. We put up 12 runs on Tuesday. And then wait for it. On Wednesday, we scored 26. That's right. 26 runs on Wednesday. Yikes. Uh, Yikes. We, had 43, we scored 43, Coach, in the first three days of this series. So, uh, Yikes. <laughs> yeah, the guys, are, the guys are putting a good showing on for the fans here in South Bend in the final week of the regular season. And uh, tonight's another good one for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, in, any uh, explanation for why they've been sing, uh, swinging such torrid sticks in this stretch? Uh, Coach, I think it's a mix of things. I think, number one, it is a little bit of frustration because the guys, yeah. uh, you know, it was an up-and-down summer. And, uh, you know, sure. it's their last chance to put some numbers up before everybody goes home for the off season. But also, I just think it's that everybody's healthy. You know, for one of the first times this year, Coach, we had a starting nine where it was truly our best nine and probably the intended starting lineup in which it really should have been all season. But unfortunately, some injuries mixed in. And and tonight, really, again, it was the first time we saw the starting nine that we really had in mind for the entire summer. And, you know, that's how things go. Sometimes guys get hurt, and, uh, you know, that's ball. Right. Well, I believe Cub fans can be excited because you've seen some of these live arms and uh, talented young guys, and I would think the future bodes well for the big club. I think it really does. And, you know, you're seeing the big club right now, only a game and a half, two games behind the Milwaukee Brewers for first place in the NL Central. Um, you're seeing them in a wild card spot, and things are only going to get better. You know, the likes of Kevin Alcantara, who's been with us all season. Uh, Felix Stevens has got 13 home runs with the Cubs and just about 40 games played. Luis Verdugo, our third baseman, is on a 20-game on base streak to close the year. 
Um, so mm. there's all kinds of good stuff happening. And uh, tonight's starting pitcher, Luis Devers, he was the Cubs minor league pitcher of the year last season, received the award, which is given yearly to a pitcher in the Cubs org, and he was recognized mm-hmm. at Wrigley Field. Tonight he was fabulous, five innings, one run, stuck, struck out six. And, Coach, when you do that, you're going to win a lot of ball games. Well, get this game tomorrow and then get back to Indy and get on Indiana Sports Talk, right? Isn't well, that the plan? Look, yeah, that's the plan. Let me tell you my next week. So I'm going to wrap up here tomorrow, call a fun ball game. I'm going to use Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to get my ducks in a row and, uh, you know, get out of here and get back down to Indy. Friday, I got the call of Warren and Ben Davis uh, on our flagship wow. 935 1075 right. And then wow. Saturday, uh, I'm going to be in the update chair with you, my man. So that is my next week. Uh, we're lucky. We're the bene- we're the beneficiaries of this <laughs> great luck. That's uh, that's quite a week. All right, tell me about your Notre Dame Irish today. Yeah, I mean, the monsoon was crazy. I mean, we had it on in the ballpark. <laughs> and like, oh, my God, what's happening, right? But, I mean, hey, you know, they uh, that, that was really their first big test of the year. I mean, Navy, they got through with these, you know, Tennessee State, an SDS school, all respect to them. But, you know, there's a game they had to win. You know, NC State on the road, that's a legitimate opponent in a legitimate conference. Uh, and I thought Sam Hartman looked spectacular again. I mean, four touchdowns, guy speaks for himself. Uh, and then it's the three-headed monster at running back. I mean, Audrey Gestime leads the way, again, over 100 yards of rushing. But I think for the first time, Notre Dame fans really got to see what Jadarian Price is about because he was hurt all last year. And he really helps define that running back room, Coach. A lot of aggressiveness, a lot of violent runs. And uh, to me, Coach, again, I think if the Irish, uh, they they – very well could have the best running back room in the country. I think by the end of the season, that's going to be considered to be exactly that. That's high praise right now. High praise. So who's up next for these guys? Yeah, Who do they play next week? Yeah, uh, well, Coach, it's going to be go time for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish because a lot is looming right now because, of course, the Ohio State Buckeyes get ready to come into Notre Dame Stadium, but next week at home against Central Michigan. So, uh, you know, uh, that's a team that you're going to want to beat. That's a winnable game, but it, it right. can't act as a trap game, right? I mean, it's it's the game in between Ohio yeah. and State. So you've got to come yeah. out ready to play next week. Yeah. You got time to stick around, hang out with me some more? Absolutely, Coach. All right, we'll come back, talk more with Brendan King on Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Small College Division Two, Three, and NAIA action today. University of Indianapolis in Division Two. They were off this week. They will face Wayne State at Key Stadium next Saturday at six o'clock in Division Three. Anderson falls to DePaul, sixty-eight to nineteen. Nathan McCahill. For DePaul, 249 passing yards, four touchdowns. DePaul will take on Hiram next week, and Alma will play Anderson at Anderson. Now, when you mention of Alma, they played Manchester today, and they dismantled Manchester 68-19. 
to nothing. The Franklin Grizzlies, they defeated or they lost to the 13th ranked Aurora 45 to 30. Hanover was off this week. They will face Olivet on the road next week. That'll be a one o'clock game in Michigan. The Rose-Hulman Engineers, they were at Trine, and they come away with their first win of the season. Trine and Rose-Hulman both 1-1, one 30-28 one. final score. Miguel Robertson, quarterback for the Engineers, 290 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. His favorite target was Jalen Hobbs. He had 205 yards on 14 receptions and three receiving touchdowns. Rose-Hulman will face Albion at noon next weekend, and Franklin will face trying the Wabash Little Giants were off this week they will face Butler at Butler next week at six o'clock Indiana Wesleyan they held on to defeat the Valparaiso Beacons 24-22 they will be moving on next week and stay undefeated on the season the Marion Knights the sixth ranked Knights defeat the St. Xavier Cougars who are 13th in NAIA 28-21 for Network Indiana Sports I'm Eddie Garrison welcome back this is Indiana Sports Talk Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We're glad you're with us. Brendan King rejoins us, a name you're going to hear from time to time coming up on Indiana Sports Talk. We're looking forward to that. All right, Notre Dame. We were talking about Notre Dame. I'm sitting here looking at the schedule. Notre Dame, they take on – oh, they get the win today with North Carolina State. As you mentioned, Central Michigan comes into town next weekend and then Ohio State. Uh, trap game, not a trap game. I, I, I don't. Sometimes don't fall into that trap game discussion. I'm just looking at the schedule, wondering can they run the table? Mm. Yeah, I think that's the question here in town, Coach. I mean, the station that we're on with the South Bend Cubs, uh, which just picked up Indiana Sports Talk this fall, pretty cool. WSBT Radio, of course. WSBT. Uh, we love those. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. we're glad. Good plug uh, there, brother. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> hey, great plug. You, hey, I got to take care of everybody. Uh, no, I, I, think, <laughs> I think that's the question, Coach. I mean, it's been going around town all year, knowing that the Irish have a legitimate quarterback again in Sam Hartman. And that's not to say that Jack Cohn was not. That's not to say that Tyler Buckner was not. That's not right. to say that Drew Penn right. was not. Sam Hartman is on a different level. We're, we've seen that in each week so far this year. I mean, the guy, for crying out loud, you know, he is older than some starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. So when you have that in college <laughs> right. football, right. you're going to be at an advantage. But this is a situation that Notre Dame really needed. They needed a guy – that can be under center and that can go win you a ball game. I think that's what Sam Hartman is. Now, when it comes to running the table, uh, to me, the Ohio State game is the biggest question mark, which makes sense. But you know, look at what, is, mm-hmm. what has happened mm-hmm. with Clemson. You know, Clemson was down a touchdown today to Charleston, and Charleston is an FCS school. So Clemson has really fallen off. But don't forget the team that Clemson lost to to begin the year, Duke, the Irish have to go see them on the road three weeks from now. Right. So that right. suddenly right. has become a really tough game. And that game follows Ohio State. So what, what you talked about at the start of this segment, Coach, was the Central Michigan game. And I don't buy into the trap game stuff either. But what I do buy into is that uh, if – Anybody in that locker room or on that campus at Notre Dame is just trying to brush off Central Michigan. Uh, that that's really where things go sideways. Because if your mind is on Ohio State, 
uh, and you're not even thinking about Central Michigan, you're going to struggle. And unfortunately, Coach, that happened last year when Marshall came to South Bend. Marshall beat mm-hmm. Notre Dame. So, um, you know, they've learned their lesson with that before, and i got to imagine since they learned that lesson, uh, they'll be locked in on right. Central Michigan next week. That's a good point. That's a, that's a great point. But um, this is a team that expectations are always high in South Bend. I don't have to remind yeah. you of that. Um, so it's uh, it's interesting. It's it's it, it is interesting. But uh, I thought they played well today. They were really dialed in with North Carolina State. That was an impressive win. Yeah, and even more so. I mean, coach, those guys sat down for more than an hour after they just played a quarter right. of football. You right. know that that game was that game was stopped a few seconds into the second quarter. Right. So um, I, I think it's anybody's game at that point, especially since NC State's the home team, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. their locker room, Notre Dame, I, I, I don't know the state of the NC State visiting locker room in their football stadium, but I, I can't imagine it's that spacious. You know, it's not the Taj Mahal. Um, so, it, you know, it's not like Notre Dame was in right. know, great setups, but I, I think today the, the team that was mentally strong came out with the win today because Notre Dame was up after the quarter. They had the ball going into the second quarter, and heck, the first play out of the rain delay was an 80-yard touchdown. So uh, you knew where their heads were at. Uh, so, I, yeah, again, I think the, t- the mentally strong team coach came out with the win today there at NC State, and you know Notre Dame moves on. And, uh, you know, it's that type of town, Coach, here in South Bend where it's a – you got to put a win in your back pocket right away and focus on the next week. And I think in a lot of uh, people's minds here in South Bend tonight, it's all about Central Michigan coming up a week from now. As it should be. Well, good luck to the South Bend Cubs tomorrow. I'm sorry that you're not going to be in, in the playoff hunt. And it's kind of a, a different feeling. In the last uh, couple of years, you guys have been in the thick yeah. of it. So, yeah, now you, you're, you're – you're sharing that uh, anguish that other franchises have that you haven't had to experience. Uh, Coach, I'll tell you what. Tonight I wore my 2019 championship ring on my left hand and my 2022 ring on my right hand. So a uh, lot of good memories there, and that's two championships in three years. So I think uh, we can let th- someone else in the league have one, if you know what I mean. There it is. Brendan King, thanks so much for the call. I look forward to being with you next weekend. Drive safely. I look forward to seeing Okay, take care. Thanks, Coach. Love you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, too, and be safe. Brendan King going to be with us. Uh, scoreboard updates coming up next weekend. And um, he mentioned a great point, Notre Dame, with a good win over North Carolina State. And you have Central Michigan coming in prior to the Ohio State game. And so – um, yeah, there you have it. You talk about the delay. How about the delay the Boilermakers had? Eddie Garrison, How do we know how long the delay was that Purdue had uh, in, in their win? Um, I'll look for an official number here. Just give me one second. I know it's around five hours. Okay. Yikes. Yikes. But, to their credit, they pick up a W, Right. Very important, a very important win for them. I mean, uh, uh, it's it, Virginia Tech, not a bad football team. You did not have a great opener last week uh, against Fresno. And so, you know, rain delay notwithstanding, 
picking up a W. Very impressive day for them today. Five hours and 27 minutes was the official count for the rain delay for the Boilermakers. And like we talked about, uh, you just talked about there. I mean, last week they just could not stop a nosebleed in, in that no. second half. And then <laughs> they turn it completely around. They force uh, right. Virginia Tech quarterbacks. And uh, I think the final statistical number for a completion percentage was like 45%. Um, so, I I mean, that's still – that's really good. And you force two turnovers. You take yeah. care of the football. Yeah. You don't turn it over. I think you got a little bit of a headway in the run game. Uh, overall, solid game two from Hudson Card. Uh, doesn't turn the ball over. 23-34, no. so a very respectable completion percentage. And uh, he got a touchdown with his legs. So, uh, by any means necessary, win is a win. And it's a great way to get your first win. Uh, for Purdue, if you are Ryan Walters, yeah. Now you got three in a row. You got Syracuse, Wisconsin, and Illinois all at Ross Aid. So that's a, that, that underscores uh, the importance of this win uh, today over North Carolina State. Five hour delay. So uh, I mean, I'm not a football guy. I, I am a former administrator, but the protocol is if you get lightning or thunder, you've got what is it, a half hour. And, and in, anywhere in that half hour, if it comes along again, you restart the clock. And so five and a half hour delay. Um, and, and I understand, listen, it's not like you, you just say, well, hey, look, we can't play. We're, we're going because you've spent thousands of dollars to arrive uh, in uh, at Virginia Tech's facility. It's not like you just give that money away. Uh, without playing, and I, 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 I understand that I really do. But five and a half hours is um, you know you have to be creative to keep your guys occupied and mentally into it in that five and a half five and a half hour span of time. Yeah, I'd like to know what they were doing in the locker room for five and a half hours. Like, how are you staying loose? Are you, I mean, well, you get out yeah, of your I mean, uniform. You're, you're, like, no. what are you doing? Well, not knowing the facility, but, uh, you know, who knows if it's attached to an indoor facility, uh, you know, you, you know what I mean? You, you don't, without knowing that it'd be hard to answer, but you, what you're trying to do is, um, you know, more than anything is keep them mentally into it as much as you can. Yeah. So I'm sure if you, if you, you know, you, you, you just try to do those kinds, as you would anyway in terms of your preparation. So congrats to the Boilers on a big win. All right, coming up, Eddie Garrison's got another scoreboard update. Paul Condry will join us after that as we talk about high school football in the books for week number four. So we're moving along in the regular season. This is Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison, Major League Baseball today. The Chicago Cubs, Arizona Diamondbacks, game three of their four-game set. And all three games have gone to Arizona. Game one on Thursday, 6-2 Diamondbacks. Yesterday, 1-0 Diamondbacks. Today, 3-2 Diamondbacks in 10 innings. They'll wrap up the four-game series tomorrow. But diving into this one, it was tied at one going into the top of the 10th inning. Cody Bellinger was responsible for both Chicago runs. He had an infield single that scored Nico Horner in the third inning. And then in the 10th inning, he had an RBI single that scored Mike Tuckman. So Bellinger's stupendous season continues. His average is hovering around 3 20 on the Arizona side of things Gabriel Moreno he had an RBI in the fifth and then he had an RBI or well he scored in the top of the 10th on a wild pitch 
And then Tommy Pham hit a single in the top of the 10th that gave Arizona a 3-1 advantage. And good thing Tommy Pham did, because if you're a Diamondbacks fan, that gave you the insurance that you needed. Chicago, 76-67. and 67. Arizona, 75-68. and 68. Tomorrow's fourth game of the set will wrap up at 2.20 Eastern. Brandon Fott will start for the Diamondbacks, and Kyle Hendricks will start for the Chicago Cubs. The Los Angeles Angels defeat the Cleveland Guardians tonight 6-2. Tyler Anderson goes eight innings for the Angels, and the Reds fall at home to the St. Louis Cardinals 4-3. The Cardinals will go for the three-game series sweep tomorrow and extend that Reds losing streak to four games. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Saturday night must mean it's time to talk to Paul Condry, the best friend football has in the state of Indiana, publisher of the Indiana Football Digest, founder and the regional radio sports network, football Hall of Fame inductee, Indiana Sports Writers and Sports Casters Hall of Fame inductee, and proud to say a friend of mine. Hello, Paul. Great to be with you, too, my friend. Always great to be able to talk a little American tackle football and kind of recap uh, a week number right. four. And it, was a, it was an interesting night, Coach. We had six overtime thrillers, 34 shutouts, 20 te- 27 teams scored over 70. And we had a half a dozen teams uh, combined for over 100 points on the evening. So uh, to say that uh, week number four got off to a big bang, uh, it was, certainly was that. We had seven teams uh, play teams from outer state, uh, out of state, and uh, certainly wasn't too good in that regard for Indiana teams as they went uh, two and four respectively. But it was a good night. We had all kinds of rivalry games. We had the Mudsack Affair. We had the, the B&O Rotary Bell. We had the Knights of Columbus uh, event that happened between Friday and Saturday between Chittard and Cathedral. My, oh, my, that's a lot of stuff to talk about uh, on tonight's big show. You know, it was an interesting, you know, looking you know, back to our conversation last Saturday when you talked about matchups around the state, and there were some really, really good ones, big rivalry games, Bloomington North, Bloomington South, one of those, um, as you mentioned, the Mudsock game with Fishers and, uh, and Hamilton Southeastern. There were just some really, really solid matchups. The IMG Academy matchup with Ben Davis, a little national spotlight for Indiana football. Uh, all in all, a good night. The big battle down in uh, Evansville with Wrights uh, uh, with a win uh, last night. And so, you know what? A lot of things to talk about. So go back. Tell me why we're seeing all these points, Paul. What's going on? I think what we're seeing, Coach, just my observation is all the work that the coaches are doing during the summer and the spring. I think we're getting to that seven-on-seven time mode where everybody's going to spread it out and just let her rip. I think we're seeing a lot of that. I think a lot of it has to do with the dynamics of the way we're seeing college football. Instead of, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust, uh, and we're going to get in the old eye formation or run the wishbone or whatever the case may be. (laughs) People want to... Uh, they want to spread the they want to spread the floor and, and the field, if you will, and and just uh, you know kind of just try to outscore people. And the case in point, I could that brings it really close and home for me, uh, Coach, because last night in the Hobart Kankakee Valley game, Hobart won fifty three to forty eight. It was the first time in one hundred years of Hobart football that two teams combined 
for over 100 points. So you look at some of those things in that particular game, there were three kickoff returns that went for touchdowns. It was just a crazy, crazy night with all kinds of things. One thing that we need to point out, though, that was very historic is the legendary Bud Wright himself uh, won his 450th game. That in itself, uh, he's been doing this longer than you and I combined have been doing this. Right. And that's right. really scary. It is. And it can't happen to a nicer guy. I mean, come on now. And, what, and, and obviously a tremendous football coach. Now, you mentioned uh, some of the overtime games uh, last night. One we talked about on the show, that would be uh, Center Grove and Moeller. Center Grove, how about their 35-34 win over Moeller? Uh, Eric Moore and his guys have retooled pretty quickly, and they're playing great football right now. Once again, you and I have been talking on this program for 30 years about what happens when a team gets to the state championship game. They get all those extra practices. JV, freshman teams get to stay up. They get all those reps. And right now, Indianapolis Lutheran Center Grove are, are seeing the fruits of all those trips to the state finals state championships, those type of things. When you get all those extra reps, you can give some of your kids some time off during the summer. You really can. So they're not coming in burned out, which is a possibility for some schools, some programs, but not with the teams like Center Grove and Lutheran are doing right now. They just sort of got it stuck in automatic, and those kids are getting all that extra practice and extra work, all those extra reps, and that really, really is paying dividend. And I think with Eric's case, his team plays the, at the highest level of competition in the state, playing that all the different teams from around the Midwest and whatnot. And they've got talented players. Their quarterback, Tom Cherry, is an outstanding football player, and they've got good people around him. Uh, and that is a really good football team. Speaking of a really good football team, um, there there are plenty plenty to talk about. But you know, one of the things that uh, uh, strikes me as we get to this point. You had two good football teams go at it last night and then carry over into today. That would be Chittard and Cathedral. And that turns out to be a, a wacky affair. Chittard wins it. But uh, it's crazy in how, you know, how this thing played out. I'll let you let the fans understand how you know, literally a tale of two different days, if you will. Yeah, the Indianapolis Cathedral had a 21 21- to 10 lead they had some problems with the the infrastructure and the lighting at arlington field so they decided they're going to come back and finish the game today at 10 o'clock they went back and played and give a lot of credit to that shittard team uh robbie doyle's team has done a tremendous job they kept the irish off the scoreboard in the second half they didn't score today they, they kept one of the premier quarterbacks in the country the O'Neill kid, they kept him at bay in the second day, and they come up with a hard-fought 24-21 uh, to 21 win. And it, it boggles my mind to think that Cathedral is 2-2, two and two, uh, as good mm-hmm. a football team and as difficult a schedule that they have played. But I think what it sends a message, if you are in Class 3A, if you think that uh, uh, Cathedral, or I checked that, if you, you think that Chittard is not the team to beat, then you need to check your uh, pulse right now because you're not thinking like someone who's sane at this stage. They are a pretty good football team. 
uh, got my attention with the way they uh, took care of Cathedral. I, I, I agree with you there. What other games uh, made an impression on you from last night? Well, anytime you get some teams that are running up and down the, 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 the field, I mean, that new Powell Mount Vernon game, 102 points there, 978 yards of offense. We saw some teams that really, really play well. I thought that that big win for Tommy Dilly's Garrett Catholic uh, for Buffalo, mm-hmm. that was a monster win for Tommy and his kids that they played very well. I know that Pete Rooney, their, their quarterback, had a really, really nice game uh, when it was all said and done. And I think what we saw in that IMG Ben Davis game, uh, you know, IMG came out and scored the first 21 points of the game. I think Ben right. Davis made some adjustments. I think they got caught up and, and they got in a position where they were ready for the pace of the game. And I think Russ Mann has done a really formidable job uh, in, the, mm-hmm. in, the, in the short term, even though he was there before. But as a first-year head coach, tell you what, I think he's going to – he certainly uh, uh, has found the recipe for success, even though they didn't win that football game. That loss against a high-quality opponent will make them better when it's all said and done. Oh, great, great job. You know what? And that's the other thing about it. you got some uh, coaches who are doing great, great things first time around. Um, but you mentioned, you know, you love the run that Dave Pash and Lutheran are on. Uh, they are just playing tremendous football right now. Yeah, they are playing lights out. They're playing at the level, if you recall back when we – we're doing this many, many years ago when when Warren Central was in their uh, heyday. Right. They're, they're playing exactly like they are playing right now. Because if you look at where they're at, they have won 34 straight football games. And that is just a remarkable streak wow. right now. And, right. you know, and they're, and they're still young. That is a scary thought. Their quarterback has got a couple years to go. And so they're going to be a formidable team, and they're only going to get better with all the extra reps that they're getting. One, notab- one notable thing last night, Coach, that happened, the uh, Plymouth Rockies ended a losing streak that lasted 1,441 days since the wow. Rockies won. They were able to beat Wawasee last night, so this once-proud program finally kind of getting back off to Schneid, and that was a good win for that group. And uh, certainly – that was uh, something to, uh, to make mention of this evening. Hey, Paul, hang on here through this scoreboard update, okay? We can do that, Coach. All right. We'll come back, talk more football with Paul Condry on Indiana Sports Talk. For one final time with this Network Indiana, Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Let's recap as many of the college football scores as we can. Ball State, they fall to Georgia 45-3. They will face Indiana State at Ball State next Saturday. That's a 2 p.m. Eastern kick. The Butler Bulldogs, they defeat Taylor 41-13. They will play the Wabash Little Giants from Butler at 6 o'clock next Saturday. The Indiana Hoosiers last night, they defeated the Indiana State Sycamores 41-7. to That defense for the Hoosiers did not give up that touchdown. It was a fumble by Jalen Lucas. Scoop and score for the Sycamores. IU will play at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Louisville Cardinals at noon. You can watch that game next Saturday on the Big Ten Network. Indiana State will travel to Ball State, take on the Cardinals at 2 o'clock. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish, the 10th-ranked Fighting Irish, that is. They went on the road to NC State, and they defeated the Wolfpack by 21 points, 45-24. to 24. Sam Hartman, four passing touchdowns. Audric Esteme 
134 yards on the ground and two rushing scores. Notre Dame will now host Central Michigan next Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern before Ohio State comes to South Bend. That'll be a fun one for week number four in college football. The Purdue Boilermakers, they endured a five-hour and 27-minute weather delay, both lightning and rain. That didn't stop them. They still defeated the Virginia Tech Hokies 24-7. Hudson Card, 248 passing yards. He had a rushing touchdown. Devin Mockaby and Tyrone Tracy Jr. both were rushing scores as well. Purdue will face the Syracuse Orange on NBC next Saturday night at 730. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Paul Condry and I were talking about high school football. We've put uh, week number four to bed, and now we turn our attention to week number five. Strangely enough, Paul, we're at the halfway, past the halfway point, if you will, for the regular season. We always say it doesn't seem possible. But as good a games as we had in week number four, we have a similar amount coming up here in week number five. Especially in 6A. This is a great uh, night for high school football in 6A. Just looking at some of the top games, we got a battle of unbeatens between 7th-ranked Westfield. They're taking on 4th-ranked Hamilton Southeastern. We've got 6th-ranked Fishers on the road at uh, unbeaten Brownsburg, who's ranked number three in the state. We have that Warren Central team that's 2-2 two and two, taking on top-ranked Ben Davis, who's 3-1. and one. Lawrence North who's off to a good start at 4-0. They're going to be at Carmel. That's a 2-2 Carmel team, but don't let that record fool you. Uh, we have a really neat affair up in the in the fort. we got the number one team in the state in 5A, the Snyder Panthers. They are hosting uh, a matchup against Carroll Fort Wayne, a team that went to the 6A state championship game a year ago. Battle of two really good football teams there elsewhere. Uh, around the Hoosier State, we've got uh, North Posey unbeaten matched up against Heritage Hills at Heritage Hills. Two teams ranked in uh, in their respective classes. Two unbeatens matched up. We've got Heritage against uh, Adams Central. We've got North Harrison unbeaten matched up against uh, Reed Mays unbeaten Brownstown team. Uh, one that I think is going to be a really entertaining affair is going to be Northwood is going to be on the road to take on uh, Warsaw, they'll get a little taste of Bart ball down there. That should be a good one. And I would say, finally, uh, unbeaten Carol Flora is going to be matched up at uh, Eastern Greentown. So those, that's a quick, uh, it's a quick preview of some of the games that we're going to be featuring this week on our site at rrsn.com with our top games of the week, Coach. Uh, also, a, a sad, sad week, uh, the passing of a legendary football coach at Bremen High School. Uh, I know you want to talk about the passing of Coach Bungie. And, um, you know, the irony is, as, as you and I are talking, you're literally driving by Bremen High School. And so uh, there's, there's really something at work here, Paul. Yeah, there really was. I spent some time this morning with the legendary uh, Ted Huber on the Indiana Football Coaches Association podcast. I was in with him and Dave Baumgartner. And uh, Ted Huber played for Don Bungie. Don Bungie is one of the greatest football coaches the state's ever produced. 
33 years at Bremen High School. Uh, he's a recipient of the Sagamore the Wabash. Everybody knows mm-hmm. that. That's the highest honor that a citizen in the Hoosier State can uh, have bestowed upon him. But he was a guy that really, really set the tone for American tackle football in the northern part of the state. The field here is, is named after him, but he's a truly a legend. He passed away this past week at the ripe young age of 100 years old. And a guy that uh, who I met early on right. in my career, a former member of the uh, United States Army. He was a World War II paratrooper, uh, part of the 101st uh, Brigade, just an amazing man. And that is the kind of guy that football has produced in our state. And uh, we we just don't make them like that, Coach, as they say. Right. Paul Condry with us again. Paul, thank you. It's been a, a great, great week. Always uh, great to catch up with you and talk football. And I'll look forward to our conversations next weekend. Thanks so much. Great to be with you tonight, Coach. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks so much, Paul. Thank you very much. Paul Condry of the Regional Radio Sports Network. And I cannot believe we're going into week number five this Friday. Oh, my goodness. Think about it. We're at that point. We're the halfway point in high school football. Been a fun, fun night. We'll come back. Final break. Final thoughts on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. We are so glad you joined us. It's been a busy, busy weekend. I mean, we are, as you heard us mention, you know, four weeks in the books in high school football. Hard to believe that we will be past the halfway point on Friday. It won't be long before Paul Condry and I will be doing the pairing show. It's always one of the fun events for me and for him uh, of the entire year. So we're, we're excited about that. College football uh, should be a uh, – uh, it's an important week next week. So congratulations to those teams that get W's uh, today. Um, Jacksonville coming into town to take on the Colts. Everyone's first opportunity to see Anthony Richardson in action. Uh, it's a good Jacksonville team. That's a 1 o'clock start uh, at Lucas Oil tomorrow. College football coming up uh, this next weekend. Um, the uh, Hoosiers, excuse me, yeah, the Hoosiers will play Louisville. Um, Boilermakers have Syracuse. Notre Dame, Central Michigan, as we pointed out a little bit earlier. And uh, we'll talk some small college football next week, in addition to talking about um, the Division One programs. And so, a lot of football. We're in that. We're in that mode. Many of these same stations around the state, as we mentioned, will be bringing you uh, the uh, Colts matchup, uh, and also s- uh, some of our affiliated stations will also be bringing you the uh, IndyCar NTT series. Finale from Laguna Seca tomorrow. We talked with Mark James earlier tonight. Alex Palou has, uh, Palou has already won um, the uh, point standing, and so uh, there are a lot of a lot of things going on. 
new drivers, new teams, that type of silly season, so to speak, is about to wrap up. And so there's a lot going on in racing. And so there's a whole lot to talk about in Indiana uh, in September. <laughs> there's a, there's a, lot, a lot going on. Don't forget to join us now next this coming Friday. Join us Friday for week number five. Uh, for those of you who haven't had a chance to join us, I'll give you an idea that uh, last night I uh, had 25 callers on the uh, on the show, talked about games, 25 of them. Uh, and it was jam-packed, and uh, that's kind of uh, you know what we do on Friday nights. And Saturday the pace slows a little bit uh, because of college football. So you have about 150 games on a Friday night, and uh, we talked about uh, 25 of them. So we're pleased with that. Couldn't do it without you and couldn't do it without the – coaches and my media colleagues around the state. So you want to get into that frenetic pace on a Friday, we encourage you to join us. This has been a great night. Thanks to Brad Huber and to Eddie Garrison. Also, cannot do it without the great, great stations around the state that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And for 30 years, you've made us the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history, and I thank you for that. This is the history-making legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.